The Bharatvarta Weekly is where we discuss the week's most relevant news and events in a calm, measured and interesting way, live with your favorite guests. So if you want to really appreciate the news and actually benefit from it, skip the news and watch the weekly. Namaste and welcome to the 101st edition of the Bharatvarta Weekly. I'm Roshan Karyapa and together I have Abhishek Paul. We'll run you through the news and events of the week that was. Abhishek, it's a very Bangalorean weekly today. I mean, we've had some lovely weather over the last four to six weeks, even by Bangalore standards. So how are things with you? Things are good, Roshan. How, how are things with you? Couldn't be better. Couldn't be better. Can't complain at any rate. So yeah, I mean, th- there's a lot to cover this week as well. I mean, although it was a little quieter. Yeah, I mean, we had the presidential election, uh, Srimati Draupadi Murmu was elected as the 15th uh, president of India. Uh, then, you know, the Gandhi family's uh, woes continue with the questioning by the ED. Adani's riches grow, uh, right? Gautam Adani became the fourth richest man in the world. In some troubling news, monkeypox was declared as a global emergency by the WHO. And also, we had Rajya Sabha's first week in the monsoon session. So, all of this and more. But before we begin, as usual, let's talk about the episode we put out last week. It was a freewheeling conversation with Abhishek Murarka, who's head of growth and community at Multipi. This was about investing in the equity markets. Uh, I thought it was a very wide-ranging conversation. Uh, we spoke about many different facets. And considering that, you know, we've had record number of investors come into the market over the last couple of years, especially, I thought this was a this was a great primer. And Abhishek is one of those folks who posts really, really insightful stuff on Twitter. Uh, if you haven't followed him already, I mean, I think you should. Talks about all of the macro stuff, talks about the business and so on. Abhishek, what do you think about this episode? Yeah, this was a very good episode. I really enjoyed listening to both of you speak on this. So the good part about Abhishek explaining, you know, was uh, he explained it like in a way that anyone who is newcomer to the investing scene can really get it in a very simple and basic manner, right? He did not use too many jargons or, you know, hi-fi funda to sort of explain uh, investing or even trading. Uh, he basically explained it in a very uh, simple and lucid manner. So for example, one of the quite amusing but very useful things he said is that when you are starting off and you, have, you are thinking of investing in a company, try and explain your investment case to your mother right and if you're able to do that it means that you have sort of understood the fundamentals of that company and uh, various things related to that so yeah it was pretty interesting listening to him firstly on the basics but also i think he gave it a gave a very nice sort of roundup of the macro factors impacting India today as well, right? I think he's a fairly, came across as a fairly optimistic and positive guy as far as the India story is concerned as well. Uh, So it was good to listen to him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was often reminded of that uh, Rakesh Junjunwala quote, right? I mean, anytime he's asked to pick a sector, he says India is like a buffet, right? So, (laughs) well, moving on uh, to the first piece of news, uh, Srimati Draupadi Murmu has been elected as India's 15th president. She came to power as the first tribal president yesterday and scooped up over 60% of the total vote value. Her opponent, uh, Mr. Yashwan Sinha, ended up with 35% of the vote. Prime Minister Narendra Modi, along with senior members of his cabinet and BJP chief uh, JP Nadda, visited Ms. Murmu to congratulate her. Celebrations broke out across the country, complete with sweets and colorful tribal dances. Odisha's Rairangpur, the hometown of Ms. Murmu, broke out in celebrations as the trend became clear. At 64, Ms. Murmu will be the youngest and India's first president to be born after independence. Uh, Well, this is a phenomenal uh, 
milestone in independent india i would say right uh, 15th president of india and she's the youngest uh, at 64 years of age born after independence as well the first president to be born after independence uh, she hails from the santal tribe uh, and from rairangpur in odisha uh, and as i mentioned the first tribal and the second woman after miss pratibha patel to become the president uh, and she's had a she's had a tough life right i mean uh, her husband passed away some years ago and also her two sons as well passed away uh, she she's got a daughter uh, right now and um, she rose up the ranks she was uh, you know she used to work in the irrigation department apparently uh, joined the bjp in 1997 and since then has held various posts um, you know including ministry of uh, fisheries ministry of state uh, for commerce and so on uh, and for, and you know since 2015 she's been the governor of jharkhand right which is the highest post that she's held um but this is this is fantastic stuff i mean it was uh, interesting to see some of the reportage though you know especially from the foreign media right uh, while this should have been hailed unanimously uh, you know there were sort of facile attempts to say that hey this is just positioning or signaling and so on uh, and that somehow this government is you know anti indigenous uh, people uh, in some sense right uh, which is again absurd if you consider you know the kind of uh, makeup and the the constituents of a lot of kipos uh, seem to come from backward communities right um, and, and in fact uh, prasanna famously predicted this uh, you know in the run up to the president elections as well right that uh, hey i mean we might see something like this so so yeah fantastic and uh, with this uh, you know we have the president of india who's the who's in odia we have the rbi governor who's in odia the education minister railway minister uh, cag of india ncb chief imd chief all of them are odias so yeah i mean that's that's something yeah to uh, the state odia uh, folks from odisha really abhishek anything to add yeah i think uh, as you said uh, quite a historic achievement uh, and Uh, the coverage of this has been amusing even within india actually so yeah. i saw how the great newspaper from kolkata the telegraph carried the results so they basically a meme journal at this point of time yes so the, the latest meme was that they found out that she got it seems the third lowest percentage of votes among all presidents and so that is how they were able to crack a joke it seems so but yeah i think uh, about drop the murmu and this victory by the bjp uh, bjp's candidate in the presidential election a few interesting sort of events happened in terms of cross voting by a number of opposition parties in her favor as well right so there were parties from various states who actually you know despite opposing the bjp in their usual course of politics went uh, and voted for her right so there were people in jharkhand uh, there were people in uttar pradesh right couple of allies of the samajwadi party they cross voted then of course i think she got most of the votes from odisha and so her you know nomination and her becoming president as a representative of tribal is actually a good move uh, in terms of building its uh, overall social coalition from the point of view of the bjp right in terms of Uh, various elections that are coming up as well so yeah i think a pretty uh, smart move by the party in terms of its nominations for both the president and the vice president and i think the vice president elections happen next month probably right uh, and so i expect uh, jaydeep dhankar also to uh, probably win that one comfortably although he will probably get lesser number of uh, cross voting and things like that right and of course the uh, electoral college for that is different it's i think only the lok sabha and rajya sabha which vote for the vice president we'll of course also miss mr venkaiya naidu and his oh of course acronyms 
uh all the best to the 15th president of india uh, we hope that uh, you know she does the best moving on congress president sonia gandhi was questioned by the enforcement directorate in the national herald case amid protests by party workers in the capital and other parts of the country the ed questioned ms gandhi for 2 hours in association with a money laundering case sonia was questioned on 28 points related to takeover of associated journals or ajl the publishers of national herald and other congress organs the enforcement agency has been seeking details from sonia and earlier from rahul and other congress functionaries about the transactions and verifiable documents in support of their claim that congress paid 90.21 crores to ajl or its employees abhishek you know national herald seems to be like an albatross for the gandhis right um, what do you see happening further yeah i don't know in in terms of i mean the facts of the case haven't really changed uh, in a decade right since subramanyam swami brought this uh, to the courts so i'm not sure exactly what the ed is expecting sonia gandhi to say or not say but the more interesting thing for me was the reaction of the workers of the congress party in various parts of the country right they were sort of protesting very vehemently and you know there were some minor sort of incidents here and there where some cars got burned or things like that right and uh, interestingly enough even the lutians media was kind of covering it in a way that when as the congress party put in so much effort or passion in you know protesting or doing any sort of political activity in you know on any issue in this country right it's only when it comes to the gandhi family that they their workers seem to get sort of fired up and pumped up right to to come out on the street so that was an interesting sort of fallout from this uh, questioning incident as far as the case go i mean what i understood is and i was listening to one or two uh, reports on tv right sonia gandhi said that you know she is not well and she'll need constant medical attention even through the two hour questioning right and so that is why priyanka gandhi was sort of accompanying her uh, into the ed and there were other doctors at standby and so on so that was sort of the main thing coming out of that uh, you know questioning episode right that sonia gandhi uh, the way the congress spokesperson and congress supporters make it out is how dare you know uh, a government agency even think of questioning uh, sonia gandhi right who's supposedly like above the law for them right so yeah, she recently recovered from covid as well right yeah yeah so i think she, she sort of gave a medical reason and skipped the questioning for two three times prior to this one and then finally obliged the agencies this time yeah i'm not sure where the case is going uh, but let's see all right moving on uh, gautam adani overtook bill gates to become the fourth richest person in the world uh, mr gautam adani's wealth on thursday stood at 115.7 billion dollars as compared to bill gates's 104.6 billion dollars wow it seems like all numbers at this point of time in the last 24 hours uh, mr adani gained 337 million dollars really puts into perspective what you did in the last 24 hours right i mean anyway elon musk tops the list with uh, bernard anault founder and chairman of Louis Vuitton coming in second on the list with a wealth of uh, 156.7 billion dollars he is followed by former Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos uh, with a wealth of 148.4 billion dollars uh, Mr Mukesh Ambani chairman and managing director of Reliance Industries is the 10th on the list with a total wealth of 90 billion dollars uh, Adani and Ambani are the only Indians in the Forbes 
top 10 list well i know people have reservations about mr adani and whichever way you think about it i think it's a, an inspiring story right completely self made man uh, moved from gujarat to mumbai uh, sometimes i think sometime in the 70s i think right uh, started out as a diamond broker uh, and then apparently his uh, brother started a factory and they had to impl- import uh, plastics uh, from outside uh, and so he started learning up that business and that's like a defining characteristic of uh, mr adani right anything that he has had to learn or solve uh, he has made a business out of that. post liberalization i think um, he also had his first win with the whole mundra port uh, right which uh, they won and as i mentioned that vertical vertical integration has been um, like a hallmark of his career right i mean if you look at power for example where you know for thermal plants you need coal and so he started owning coal mines uh, and then you know started owning a logistic company as well and you know he owns coal mines in in australia as well yeah i mean uh, plenty of these uh, companies whether it's adani port adani power all of these have done in incredibly well over the last couple of years i mean in fact breakout stock in fact uh, right uh, when you look at it and there are some new businesses also that he's uh, considering like aviation uh, data center media and so on the concern is on the group's debt right which is uh, you know up uh, 40% uh, for fy22 it's a 2.21 lakh crores which is insane right i mean that's crazy amount of debt uh, and considering that you know i mean uh, Uh, the shares have been pledged to the bank as well uh, as collateral i mean it's uh, it's crazy uh, right the the debt to equity ratio was at a four year high of 2.36 at the end of march of this year apparently and that's been growing steadily as well uh, all of this is definitely reason for caution right i mean if mr adani is able to pull off all of these various businesses and generate revenue and profits well i mean everyone wins um, uh, but but yeah i mean if uh, if there's a case of defaults then this is certainly concerning when you look at you know what happened with the whole NP- a crisis and so on there are also allegations that you know he got land for cheap and he got all of these tenders because of political affiliations and so on he has been uh, uh, in the game for almost three decades right even before the bjp government uh, came into power at the center uh, and he's been going uh, steadily right i mean it's uh, adani is today india's biggest coal importer india's biggest port operator and so on um The funny thing is I was reading a Fortune um, article about this and uh, somehow it made the case that you know everyone others like Bill Gates and Warren Buffett and everyone their, their wealth is declining because of philanthropy and then uh, sort of to indicate that you know Mr Adani hasn't done too much to that end I remember just on his 60th birthday I think they pledged uh, the group pledged around, I mean he pledged around 7.5 billion dollars for social causes right I mean that's a significant amount again again inspiring to many there are some causes of concern but let's see how it pays out Abhi any comments no i think uh, another interesting tidbit is his group is probably the third group in india to cross 200 billion in market cap right so after the tata group and the reliance group so yeah, yeah i think his group is like the diversification as well as the vertical integration in his group is quite like stunning right so many different and hard businesses right it's not like he's latched on to uh, let's say an it services business and um, made lot of money or anything like that right all his businesses are really hardcore energy sector or uh, logistic or infrastructure and and slowly he's like covering up everything right so as you said telecom media airlines these are probably in the work in the next few years yeah 
and he's seeing a lot of investments as well right i mean i think warburg pinkus also invested uh, quite recently yeah. in the group i think yeah all right uh, moving on uh, monkeypox has been declared a global health emergency by the who the label of global health emergency is who's highest level of alert it is designed to sound an alarm that a coordinated international response is needed to avert the crisis the disease has also reached india's shore with kerala reporting india's third case of monkeypox last week so far this year there have been more than 16000 cases of monkeypox in more than 75 countries and five deaths in africa the viral disease spreads via close contact and tends to cause flu like symptoms and pus filled skin lesions well i mean uh, the woes uh, don't seem to end at all uh, abhishek what's happening on this yeah i guess uh, you know uh, it's just one of those times on earth where mankind is suffering from all sorts of ailments and this monkey pox is just one more like i think we are all kind of now used to living in a pandemic world so should not be too much for bother yeah uh, but i think the who is acting uh, pretty quickly uh, you know in contrast with covid yeah here. maybe because you know there is no china angle here so they are quick to <laughs> Raise the alarm. <laughs> well, uh, let's hope that you know we're able to get past this as well. I mean, last thing we need after two years or two and a half years of a pandemic is another kind of a health emergency. But one thing I do notice is that Taleb always says, right? Taleb is always uh, irritated when people call COVID a black swan event because he says that you know these kind of things with. interconnectedness is something that you should expect anyway right with as many flights and as many uh, connections across the world somehow i mean i think his predictions are coming more true suddenly right at this point of time all right moving on the rajasabha reported a productivity of 27% in the first week of monsoon session the house transacted business only for 1 hour 16 minutes during the first 3 days of the week while it improved to 5 hours 31 minutes during the last 2 days some sections of the house insisted on taking up discussion on price rise and gst hike under rule 267 suspending rules for taking up this issue this led to disruptions and forced adjournments of the house um during the first week of the current session 22 of the 75 listed start questions were orally replied to in the house as many as five special mentions were made by the members um what do you think are some of the hot topics to be discussed during this session i think right now the entire focus is on uh the two elections right so we just had the presidential election and uh, then we have the uh, vice president selection coming up and after that i think the other big i mean as you said the two big issues which the opposition uh, have right now is the sort of uh, high inflation rate and uh, changes in gst slab rates right uh, so for example a lot of coverage has gone into the uh, 5% gst on processed food right and so you know it's a sort of easy uh thing for the opposition to beat up uh, the government right in terms of how oh, they are putting gst on food right and so yeah i think these will be some of the sort of key issues for this session as far as the uh, you know opposition goes the story of congress will keep uh, disrupting proceedings with the other story we talked about right which is the ed's questioning of uh, sonia gandhi and others right so uh that something that will sort of keep getting brought out i think the other day uh in lok sabha uh, our finance minister talked about 
uh, cryptocurrency as well, right? So that could be another topic. And also, I think I expect, I guess, some more discussion on the Agnipath scheme, right? So these would be the main topics, I think. For this session. All right. Uh, ending on some sporting news. Neera Chopra won a historic silver medal. Uh, this was India's second medal at the World Championships and the first podium finish since Anju Bobby George won a bronze medal in the long jump at Paris in 2003. Tokyo Olympics javelin throw champion. Neera Chopra on Sunday ended India's 19-year long wait for a medal at the World Athletics Championship after he clinched the silver medal at the 2022 meet with a historic throw of 88.13 meters. Um, you know, someone on Twitter joked that the last time this happened, Yashwan Sinha was the external affairs minister, right? Um, yeah, and today, um, yeah, I mean, this is uh, fantastic stuff, right? I mean, um, I think we're going to see more of this as well, you know, over the coming years and definitely winning an athletics medal is definitely heartening, right? I mean, God knows, I mean, we win plenty on the cricket and badminton as well now right but but yeah hearing something on the athletics front is definitely definitely heartwarming alright so that's it from us uh, here at the weekly um, we have a couple of very interesting episodes coming up um, we recorded a uh, an episode on the Pasmanda Muslim movement. They're a minority Muslim community. Uh, and we had Fayaz Ahmed Faizi, who's an author and social activist from that community, uh, speak about some of the issues uh, as they see it from their lens and their perspective. Uh, this was uh, hosted by Sharon Shetty of uh, Swaraja and uh, uh, a fairly wide-ranging conversation. Do check that out. Um, I had a conversation with our old friend Harsh Madhusudan, who is... Uh, you know, um, an author, economist, investor, extraordinaire, uh, someone who's very well known for his views on economy, politics, um, on Twitter. Uh, and this was a 90 plus minute conversation that I had with him. Uh, we basically discussed the state of the economy, right? Um, so how does this inflation thing work? How do, how will it pan out uh, over the coming months? Uh, what about these Forex reserves, you know, that we see declining uh, and you know, with exports rising, all of these things, right? I mean, really, what do some of these macro uh, trends and indicators mean for us common people, right? I mean, and how does it impact us in our daily lives? Uh, one thing that I really like about Harsh is, you know, I mean, he's got real skin in the game. And plus, he's able to articulate all of his views very, very eloquently, perhaps better than anyone I know. So it was a very rich and insightful conversation. Both of these are coming up uh, next week. Uh, some of you may not be able to see our podcast on Apple. Uh, we have an issue. I mean, we're working with a platform on this. Hopefully, we get that resolved but but yeah uh, you can catch us on youtube you can catch us on the other platforms uh, wherever uh, you can uh, you know you can listen to bharat Varta. so that's it from avishek and me for this week it's a short round it's a it's a short uh, weekly uh, next week we'll be back with more to discuss uh, thank you again for joining us um, you know reach out to us on social media we're at bharat Varta on facebook twitter and elsewhere uh, if you have comments questions suggestions for guests suggestions for what content we should cover and so on uh, let us know and we'll We'll be happy to take them up. Uh, so thank you again for joining us. Uh, stay safe, take care, and have a great week ahead.